We're up to the Mishnah on the bottom of Kufches Amid Beis. The Mishnah says like this, If let's say someone agrees to give a dowry to his son-in-law, and based on that agreement, the son-in-law gets married, meaning he only, got, he only had Kedushin because he was under the impression that he was going to get a certain amount of money. And then after Kedushin, the father-in-law reneged. He reneged on the deal. So now the question is, what is the son-in-law allowed to do? So the Mishnah says, He's allowed to let her sit as an aguna until she gets white hair, meaning he doesn't have to go through with Nisun. He also doesn't have to divorce her. He could wait until, until the father-in-law pays. Now, Admin disagrees. He says, Admin disagrees. He says, no, she could say, if I was the one who agreed, make me wait until I have white hair. But now she says that it's my father. Release me. Meaning there's no reason for you to treat her unfairly, either divorce her or marry her, but there's no reason for you to treat her unfairly. And Admin feels that that's a legitimate meaning, and Bezdin will not allow him to, to punish the daughter because of the agreement of the father-in-law. Well, he's going to divorce her. He only has to pay the 200 zuz. But, that's interesting. Maybe Bezin would get involved to maybe try to make a pshar. I mean, he would have to pay. But, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's an interesting point. So, um, now, the Mishnah ends off by saying, Amr Rav Gamliel, Raya Nies Divrei Admin. Rav Gamliel agrees with Admin. Now, by the way, this is just a good thing to remember. Admin had seven takanas. We've listed three. Three of them, Rav Gamliel said, I agree. The last four he does not necessarily agree with. Just keep them in the back of your mind because it's going to come up in the, in the Amun today. Okay, so the machloikes between Admin and the Chachamim is whether you could force her to sit when the, when the father-in-law agreed to give a certain amount of money and, and, and backed out. So says the Gemara, this Mishnah, which has the machloikes being in the scenario where their father-in-law reneged, that is not like the following version of the Brisa. The Tani, the Brisa has a different version. According to this Brisa, if the father-in-law agreed to give a certain amount of money and then reneged, according to this Brisa, everyone agrees you can't punish the daughter. According to that Brisa. That Brisa is not like our Mishnah. According to that Brisa... Everyone agrees that, that you can't punish the daughter-in-law, because, the, the wife, because of the father-in-law. According to the Brisa, what's the Machleikis? According to the Brisa, the Machleikis is where she agreed to give a certain amount of money. She was already, she agreed to give a certain amount of money. Obviously, it wasn't her money, but she agreed for the father. The Machleikis, according to the Brisa, is if she agreed and then she couldn't deliver, could you punish her? Admin says, Chacham say in that case, you're the one who agreed. I'll, I'll punish you because you're the one who put your foot in your mouth. Admin, though, disagrees. Even in that case, he says, she could say, I thought my father would, would, would pay. But now that he can't, what do you want from me? It's like, it's like you want to be vindictive, you want to be practical. I don't have any money, so what do you? What's your plan? Just release me or or, or marry me? The, the, the. So according to our Mishnah, they argue in a scenario where the father-in-law agreed and then reneged. According to the Brisa, they argue in the scenario where the Kala agreed and then couldn't deliver. 
So the Gemara says, Again, Rav Gamliel said, I agree with Admin. So the Gemara says, we're going to analyze this um, saying of Rav Gamliel that he agrees with Admin. So Tana, before we get there, we'll do this first. The Brisa says like this, it's a cryptic line, but it says, when it's a Katana, we force. Now, there's two people to potential force in our Mishnah. You could be forcing the father to pay, or you could force the husband to divorce or marry. So the Brisa says, when it's a Gedoyla, that's the Mishnah. But when it's a Katana, we force. Now the question is, who are you forcing? Now if you're forcing, I'll speak it out so I've seen it. If you're forcing the father to pay, it makes more sense to force him to pay by a Gedoyla. A Katana, the entire marriage, is rabbinic. So, and it's not just, it's not just rabbinic. It, it, it's the, for even if the father is marrying her off, so it's a biblical marriage, a katana is a marriage that there's a good chance it's not going to last because she's a katana, she's immature, you're older, so it's weird. And, and it's just, it, it's more likely, if you're going to force someone, so if the, if the forcing is the father to pay the dowry, it makes more sense to force on a gedoyla than a katana. She's a bar chiv, it's a healthier marriage, it makes more sense to force there. So the Gemara says, Laman, who are we forcing? If we're forcing the father, it should be the opposite. Right? Because Rashi says, in First of all, a Gedoyla, all the stipulations you make with a Gedoyla are legitimate. Forget about everything I said about the marriage lasting. A Katana's deal, everything's fake with a Katana. So you're going to force the father to pay when he stipulated for a katana or when she stipulated as a katana? That makes no sense. You should force as a gadayla. So the Gemara says, so what does it mean that we only force when it's a katana? El What it means is, even if there's a possibility that we'll let her sit as an aguna, as an adult, a katana we're going to get involved, we're going to force the husband to divorce her. We can't, we can't get, she's too young to have to go through this and we'll force the, the husband to, to divorce her. Okay. Now, he says the following rule, which is that whenever Rav Gamliel said, I agree with Admin, we pass him like Rav Gamliel. Okay. So, good. So he said, well, is that true even when Rav Gamliel says, I agree with Admin in a Brisa or only in a Mishnah? So, I never said whenever Rav Gamliel says it in a Mishnah. I said whenever Rav Gamliel says it. Meaning, I said, whenever Rav Gamliel agrees with Admin, we pass like him. So you asked, in a Brisa, or even in a Mishnah, in a Mishnah or even a Brisa? I never said Mishnah, I never said Brisa. I said, whenever, whenever. All scenarios. Okay. Fine. So here's the, the line that's going to take us to the Mishnah. Omer Rabbah, Bar Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya says, Based Varim Shamar Chanon, right, we had two takanas of Chanon over the previous Mishnahis, Halacha Kiyotzebai, we pass like Chanon, so far so good. Shiva Dvarim Shamar Admain, but regarding the seven things that Admain said, Ain Halacha Kiyotzebai, the Halacha is not like him. Now, here's the problem, what does that mean? Simply put, it means we don't pass like Admain. The problem is, we just got finished saying that we pass like Rav Gamliel whenever he agrees with Admain. So, what do you mean we don't pass like Admain? We just got finished saying we do pass like Admain. Whenever Rav Gamliel agrees with him. So the Gemara speaks out possibilities. 
My karma, what, what, what are you saying when it comes to halacha? Let's go option number one. Let's go option number one. Whenever Hanan says something, we agree with Hanan, because remember, Hanan also had his rav that agreed with him, was Reichem and Zakai. So whenever Hanan says a halacha, we agree with Hanan and Reichem and Zakai, we pass like Hanan. So far, so good. And we don't pass like Admin at all. And not like Rav Gamliel, who agrees with Admin. Now, if that's option number one, meaning we pass like Hanan and not Admin, the problem is we just got finished saying we pass like Rav Gamliel. So we just got finished saying we pass like Admin. So how could you say we don't pass like Admin? Okay. So option number two. Okay, option number two is we pass on Echanan. Kiyotzebai shivet varm shara adman ain halacha kiyotzebai hakemoisei halacha bekulu. Option number two, again, Chanan said seven halachas. Rav Gamliel agreed with three out of seven. So option number two is we don't pass on like Rav Gamliel, we pass on like Admin. Meaning, Rav Gamliel only agrees with three, we agree with all seven. So when it says we don't pass on like Admin, it means we don't pass on like Rav Gamliel's assumption of agreeing with only three. We, we agree with all seven. Now, the obvious problem is, so according to this version, we're not agreeing with Rav Gamliel. We're just confusing that we do agree with Rav Gamliel. So the Gemara says, uh, So, Amr in, uh, the Gemara says, okay, this is the conclusion. It's the most simple conclusion. I'll tell you how to say it. We pass like Hanan, and when it says we don't pass like Admin, it means we don't pass like Admin in all seven. We only pass in an Admin with the ones that Rav Gamaliel agreed with him, because we always pass like Rav Gamaliel. So when it says we don't pass like Admin, it doesn't mean we don't pass in all seven like Admin. It means we don't go all seven. We go three out of seven, because that's what Rav Gamaliel agreed with, because we always pass like Rav Gamaliel. It's a very simple uh, conclusion. The Gemara says, Regarding seven, some agree, some don't agree. We pass in three to seven whenever the ones that Rav Gamliel said. Whenever Rav Gamliel said, I agree with Admin, we follow Rav Gamliel. Whenever Rav Gamliel did not agree with Admin, we don't follow Rav Admin. We don't follow Rav Gamliel. We follow Rav Gamliel. Okay, that's that conclusion. Okay. So, Mishnah on Kuftes Ahmed Aleph on the bottom is like this. It's not a difficult Mishnah. I just want to make sure that I got the names right. Um, okay. Okay, so they, they give good names for this. Okay. Yeah. So you have Ruven, Shimon, and Levi. Ruven, there's a field. Levi has a field. Ruven says, that's my field. Levi stole it from me. So Ruven has always claimed Levi to have stolen his field. Levi then sells that field to Shimon. Ruven signs as one of the witnesses to the deed of sale. So he's signing off on a witness to the deed of sale to a, to a, on a field that he claims is his. The question is, by him signing off on it, Reuven, there's a field. Levi has a field. Reuven says, that's my field. You stole it from me. They fight about it. Blah. Levi then sells the field a year later to Shimon. And Reuven is one of the witnesses to the deed of sale. The question is... Huh? Well, that's yeah, the question. The question is, that's the issue. The question is, is by him signing off on it, basically saying, I no longer have any um, claim, and I'm, like, I'm obviously, like, I agree. Or, could you say like this? Th- this could be the other argument. It could be he actually believes it's his the whole time. 
Levi, who originally had it, who say, said sold from him, was super scary, and he was like a mob boss, and he couldn't deal with Levi. And any way to get the field out of Levi's possession is a win. So he's like, I'll sign off on it to get it to Shimon, because Shimon is a nice guy, and I could take him to court, and I could actually work it out. So the question is, by him signing off as a witness, is that basically reneging on his claim? Or he could say, no, I still have a claim, I just wanted to get it out of Levi's possession, because Levi was a jerk, and I couldn't deal with him. Let Get it to anybody else. So I'll be a witness to get it to someone else, just because I can't have it by Levi anymore. That's a machlekes chan admin and the rabban. The Mishnah says, "Ha'ir al If you have a claim to a field, vuchasim elabeid, and eventually you sign off as a witness to the deed of sale, admin oimer hasheni nochlev erishin kasheimenu. Admin says you still have a claim. I saw if you have a claim, why you by you being a witness? Because you could say the first guy I can't deal with. I can't deal with Levi. I need to get it out of Levi's possession. If it goes to Shimon, that's a win. So I'll sign off as a witness to make sure that the sale happens. I still claim it's mine. I'm just, I just can't deal with Levi anymore. That's Admin says the legitimate taina. The Chum disagrees. They know Ibn is Chusay. The Chum say no, you lost your chus. If you sign off as a witness, you no longer can claim that it's yours. That's the Chacham Mashita. Now, one more Shaila. So you have a Machlegis Admin, the Chachamim. If you serve as a witness, do you lose your claim? What about the following case? What if Asa Simen Laacher Ibed Eschusay? See, Asa Simen as Laacher means like this. Uh, let's say, again, you have um, Ru- uh, Levi has a field and Ruvain says it's mine. And instead of him signing off as a witness, Ruvain um, used Levi's field as a boundary in another deed of sale. Meaning, Ruvain is selling his property to somebody. And in the property, you have to delineate where it is. So you say, he writes in the, in the deed of sale, I'm selling my property, which is right adjacent to Levy's property. He described his field as Levy's field in a boundary, meaning he said it's Levy's, he said near you know, Levy's field or near Shimon's field, whatever. He uses it as a marker, as a boundary marker. Then Ibn Shusa, then, then, oh. <laughs> then you have no reason that, that you lose your claim because now now what? I understand in the first case maybe, but in this case you, you're just you're clearly agreeing that it's not your field. Okay, Amr Abaya Abaya clarifies. Now the Chachamim say that if you signed off as a witness, let's go to the first case again. Levi has a field. Reuven says it's mine. You stole it. Levi disagrees. Levi then sells it to Shimon, and Reuven signs off as a witness. The Rabbanon say you lost your you lost your schus because why are you signing off as a witness? Again, Admain has his shtikel Torah. You want to get it out of Levi's possession, but according to Chachamim, you, you lost your deed of sale. You lost your schus. Amr Abaye clarifies. That's only true if Reuven serves as a witness. But if Reuven serves as a dayin, meaning. If you have a document, we've had this before. I don't remember what I was in New Hampshire, so I don't remember what Masefta that was. I think it was Yivamis. Was Yivamis? I don't remember. So, no, it's Ksubis. It was Ksubis, along with Masefta. So, we had that if you have a, a, a document and you want to verify the document, what you would do is you would bring in witnesses in front of a Bezdin and they would say, that's, that's our signature. And the Bezdin would stamp that uh, it's a legitimate document. Let's say Ruvain wasn't a witness, but he was a dying. So you have, Levi sold this field to Shimon. It was signed by two uh, friends of mine, two other people. And they bring it up to the Bezdin, and Ruvain's a dying on the Bezdin. And he signs off, this is a good document. The halacha is, he still has a claim, even according to the Chum. Why? 
Because the halacha is, the Bezdin never has to read the document. All the Bezdin has to know is that these two men signed this document. That's all they're testifying. They're not testifying that the, the contents of the document are legit. So the fact that it says in the document that Levi is selling his field to Shimon, Reuven is not signing off on that. Reuven's just signing off that it was signed by these two men. That's it. So if he's a Dayan, that's fine. He doesn't lose his chus because he's never claiming that the contents of the document are accurate. He's just claiming that these two men signed the document. That's all he's told. He doesn't even have to know what the document's about. So you can't use his signature as a dayan against him. The Gemara says, To sign a document as a witness, you have to read it. But Dayan, go on the next page. Dayan can sign a document without reading it because the Dayan are not signing that, that the contents are accurate. They're just signing that it was verified in court that these witnesses signed it. So if, if Reuben is a Dayan for this document, then that's fine. He doesn't lose his chos. Okay. By Aksuba, I was going to say. Oh, really? Uh, that's interesting. I was at. You know, they know. Yeah. Yeah. So I happens to be, I was, I was, a, I was an aide at a Aksuba at a wedding with Rabbi Kellimer, uh, um from the West Hampstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually made me read the entire thing. He read it to both of us. Which I had never seen before, because most Rabbanim will rely on the fact that most people know what's in Aksuba. But he, he read, he like he read, and he translated, and it was like a ten-minute thing with all like the chassan sitting there, everyone's waiting, and he read and clarified every detail of Aksuba. I thought it was pretty cool, and it's mamish from this gemara. That's the point. Dayonim who are clarifying the the witnesses signed it. They don't have to. They have to know what's in it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Now the gemara says like this: Am Here's the thing. So, I, I think I miss. I think I misspoke when I, I explained the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah is that if you use that land as a boundary, you're ma'abid yirschos. Okay. So what's the what does it mean? The simple shot means I'm selling my land to you and I'm using that as a boundary. The Gemara says Abayah says no. Abayah says like this. It means that I'm a witness to a sale. Okay, and in that deed of sale it uses that as a boundary, that's a problem. Because for you to sign off on it, that, that's an issue. But says Oh, What about the following thing? What, the Gemara says, what about the following case? Yeah. Um, yeah. Meaning, what if... Again, let's get the names right. You have, Levi has a field. Ruben says, you stole it from me. Levi disagrees, fine. Later on, field is being sold, and that field in, in, in question is a boundary, is described as a boundary belonging to Levi. So if Ruvain signs as an aide, that's a problem, because why are you signing as an aide to something that you believe is false? And don't tell me it's because you want to get it out of Levi's possession. Levi's not selling the questionable field. He's selling a different field. It's just being described as Levi's field. You can't sign that. Says Abaya, that's only true if Reuven, the one who's the disputant, the one who claims that it's his field, is not buying something. But if Reuven is getting a field, meaning like this, meaning let's say uh, Reuven is buying field B, and in field B it says the boundary is Levi's field. He's allowed to sign off on it, he doesn't lose his chus. Why? Because Reuven's like, I want, I want to be able to buy something. I mean, if he's just a witness, you don't have to be a witness. 
you don't gain much from being a witness. And if you're going to be a witness, you better make sure everything in the document is accurate. And if you're signing off that this field is, ba- is bordered by Levy's field, and you're describing that your field is Levy's field, you lose your schus. But if Reuven is not the witness, Reuven is actually buying something, and he's buying field B, and in the document it says, this is a boundary of Levy's field, we don't claim him, because we're going to say, listen, he, real estate is tough to come up. He wanted to buy a house, like, you know, he, it doesn't mean that he was a, a fan of everything in it, it's just, it means he wanted to buy a house. The Gemara says, meaning, in this case, if you sold it to Reuven himself, Again, although it describes the field he's buying as bordering Levi's field, we don't have a taina on him. Why? To Omar, he says, If I didn't, if I didn't agree to this, I wouldn't get a house. Meaning, I want to buy a house. That's a, I, you can't blame me. Now, so you're going to say he couldn't protest fully because if he protests fully, he's going to lose out on the sale. The only thing he could have done is he could have gone over to the witnesses and say, "Listen, sign this, but you should just know that's not Levi's field." The problem is we don't. He couldn't have done that either. You're gonna say he He should have told the witnesses privately. Meaning, meaning again, I, 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 the, again, Ruben claims field B is his. Ruben is now buying field A from anybody, whatever it is, and it says in it that this land is bordering Levi's field as field B. It's describing field B as Levi's field. We say the fact that Ruben bought it is not, it's not so terrible because it doesn't mean he's losing out. It just means he wanted to buy real estate. You're not going to blame the guy. Because if Ruben starts making a whole stink and saying, that's, not, that's my field, the guy's like, oh, you know what, I don't need this headache, I'm out. The only thing Ruben could have done is he could have called over the witnesses privately and said, listen, we're going to sign this, but you should just know, privately, I don't believe that that's his field. I think that that's my field. That's the only thing he could have done. Now, again, he can't make a stink about it because if it goes back to the guy selling, then the guy's like, listen, I don't need, I don't need a headache. I don't need Levy upset with me. I'm not dealing business with you. The only thing he could have done is called over the witnesses privately. The problem is we have a rule. A friend has a friend, and his friend also has a friend. Which, by the way, this was like a Shweki song, I think. or like a It's one of those examples where it's like they don't understand it. I don't think they understand exactly how it sounds catchy. It means... Because they think it means like, oh, Klal Yisrael are friends. No, it means, no, it means people talk. So you're going to tell the witnesses, Chavar, Chavar, like He's got a friend, and he's going to tell someone else, and eventually it's going to go back to the guy. And you, so you can't, if you have a big secret, you start telling some of the witnesses, it's going to get back. So we don't have a taina on Ruven for not disputing it because he wanted to buy land, and, and we don't, you know, can't blame the guy. Now, the Gemara says the following story. Again, if, if you used, if you, if you sign off, a land, and you just, it, in, the, in the document, you signed off that Levi's land, you lose your, your rights to it. So the Gemara said the following story. Um, so you have a person, again, he, he disputes land B, yeah? But then land B was described as a border belonging to someone else in a deed of sale, and that guy signed it, which the Mishnah said, when you sign it, you lose your schus, because you said, this land is bordering Levi's field, that's it, you, it means you agree with Levi's field. Clear cut from the Mishnah, if you sign as a witness, you lose your schus. I'm not talking about purchasing, you're the witness, you definitely lose the schus, that's clear cut from the Mishnah, that's what happened. So far, so good. And then, he died. Okay. V'ukim So now he has Yisayimim kids, and the Bezdin appointed a apotropos, um, uh, I say apotropos, like a minister, what do you call it? A, a minister, is it? Yeah, executor in charge of his estate. So, 
So the apotropos is trying to defend the kids. So he wants to try to get this land back. The problem is the father, before he died, signed off on as a witness that that land, that that land that bordered the land of the deed of sale didn't belong to him. Abaya says to the apotropos, I appreciate that you're trying to help the assignment, but the father, before he died, was a witness. And again, the the land that he claimed was land A, in the document that the father signed before he died, he described the deed of sale, and it said, bordering land A, which belongs to Levi. So, he said, Abayah says to the Apotropos, you have no claim. So, Apotropos said like this, Omar, he said to Abayah, He says, you should know, if the father was alive, I think this is what he would say. What would he say? Tell him echad asisi l'cha. Here's the deal. Um, okay, I don't. Let's say that my computer is the land of dispute. Okay, You're, this is land B. Reuben claims this is his land. Levi claims it's his. Fine. They're now selling the land adjacent to my computer. Okay. The problem is, it says in the document, it's adjacent to the land that was belonged to Levi in my computer. And Reuben signed off as a witness. And then Reuben dies. So Zabai says, well, what do you want? So Zabai says, you know, if Reuben was alive, you know what he would say? All he would say is that I agree that the strip of land adjacent is his. Not the whole land. Meaning, all he said is that I'm buying the land that's adjacent to the land that belongs to Levi. All he meant was there's a strip of land. Meaning, instead of looking at the field as a giant field, perhaps the overwhelming majority of the field still belongs to Reuben. I, he agreed that it's adjacent to Levi's land. He just meant that little strip, the little, little, little strip, just large enough for a plow, that belongs to Levi. The rest, he still claims. I mean, he, he never agreed the entire land is Levi's. He just said that the border is Levi's. So Abayah liked that answer. Abayah said, okay. Again, listen, it's not like he ever went into court and said, I agree the entire land is not. It's just based on what he signed. All he signed is that this land is adjacent to Levi's land. He said, well, all it says is the border is Levi's. He didn't say the whole land is Levi's. It's a good taina. So Abaya says to him, Abaya says, Amrle Shapir Kramath. Okay, Abaya says, okay, good, good, good point. You didn't lose the entire land, but you know what you did lose? You lost the border strip. <laughs> Even according to you, that border is no longer yours. Amr Avyechrim, Ta'an Varma Telemecha, Sizlach Namun. So Zil Havale Mias Telemechad. So Abaya said to the Apatrabis, at least give me the so so the the strip of land. So Hava Allah Rikhba Didikla. However, there was a hedge of palm trees on it with, with a lot of money, and, and the Apatrabas didn't want to give up on that. So he says, So Apatrabas said, you know, if the father was alive, you know what he would say? He would say, I bought that land from the guy. Meaning, when I signed it, I had agreed that it was his, but I bought it from him since. I don't know the validity of such a taina is interesting. So Amalei, so Abayas said, Chapter Kramas, okay, it's a good taina. It's a good taina. If the challenger says that he bought that strip of land, he's Neman. So based on this back and forth, you have a full claim to the entire land. So the Apotrop is one. So Amr Abayah Abayah said, Abayah used to say that if you ever need to be appointed Apotropis, it should be like this guy, because he, he's, he's very smart and he's, he's tenacious working for the assignment. Okay, fine. New Mishnah. Mishnah says like this. This is the case. Um, you have, you have, uh, think of my, honestly, think of this table as land. And in the middle you have my laptop, which is someone else's land. 
Now, how does he get to his land? Because there's no, it's it's coming. So so yeah, flyover. So they used to they, they made like a little uh, a little like path in one of the people's fields. There was a path. The problem is that guy went overseas. By the time he came back, the path is gone. So he can't get to his field from the street or from his house. And nobody is willing to let him make a path. And he doesn't even know who, who to get the path from because he doesn't remember. He doesn't know whose field the path was in. So what do you do? So the Mishnah says, that's the case. So someone who had a path to get to his field, by the time you get back from overseas, the path is gone. He doesn't know where exactly the path was because he doesn't really remember. So no one's willing to let him do it. So what's the halacha? Admin Admin says, we go with the shortest distance, meaning we measure what's the shortest distance from the street to the field. Whoever's distance is, we cut a path in. We give him a path. We force him to give him a path. He either buys the path, meaning he either pays for the path, or or let him fly there. Meaning, and by the way, the chum make a lot of sense, which is, you have a claim. You don't know, right? We'll have to figure out how many people own the land. But let's say there's each field is owned by someone else. Every person he goes to, and he's like, can I have some of your field to get to my field? They could say, have my I don't know what he's talking about. Go to him. It wasn't my field. They go to the next guy. He says, go to the next guy. And he could just go in circles. Admin is a bigger Kiddush. That Admin's like, yeah, we force the shortest distance guy to give him a path. The Chum say, no, either pay for the path or fly there. Not my problem. Okay, so the Gemara has to try to figure out what exactly is the case. Is the bordering field owned by one person? Because if it's owned by one person, Admin makes a lot of sense. If it's owned by one person, you definitely had my path. <laughs> you got to give me a path. If it's owned by four people, the Chum make total sense, which is each person could say, why are you taking from me? Go to the next guy. Each one can push him off. So the Gemara says, My time is the Admin. So Amar Rav Yehuda Marav. The case is where it's not owned by one person. Because if it's owned by one person, Admin makes a lot of sense. But if it's owned by four people. Oh, Ihachi, if it's owned by four people, my time with the Admin. Then Admin doesn't make any sense. Because if it's owned by four people, why are we forcing one of them? Why, why should he? Well, it's the shortest distance. You have to give me part of it. Why? Go to someone else. So if it's owned by one, it should be universally accepted. You have to give him a path. If it's owned by four, it should be universally accepted. You don't have to give him a path. What is the Machlekes? So the Gemara says... Okay. The answer is, the case is where these four people who have the land now were not the original owners that had the field. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're not the same people that owned that owned the path. They bought it. So now, who bought it? How many people? We'll go through it together. Arba. If it was originally owned by four people and they sold it to four people, or Four people bought it from one person, but right now it was purchased by four different people. Regardless of who owned it at the time he left, if it's four different owners right now, then everyone agrees that each one can push him away. Because each one is going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. If there are four different owners, then it's posh it, you don't have to give him a path. The case is as follows. When he left, there were four different owners. When he left, there were four different owners. But while he was away, those four different owners sold it to one guy. So the question is, this is the Machlaikis. Admin says, you tell the one guy, listen, you, ha- you own, practically you own this entire thing. It's all yours. You have my path. Give me a path. You're one owner. 
What do the Rabbanon say? The Rabbanon disagree. They say no savri. Ishaskis shaskis viloy madrin neshtar lemerai viloy matzashru yedin about ayu. The Rabbanon say no. They could tell the guy with the path. The guy, the one guy, could tell the guy with the path according to the Rabbanon. Either leave me alone, or I'll just reverse the sale, right? Yeah. I'll just reverse the sale to the four people, and you'll have no time. So either leave me alone, and I'll just I'll just reverse the sale, and, and I'll get rid of you that way. So the machlokes is whether that's a legitimate time. So the cases where it was originally owned by four people, now it's owned by one. The machlokes is whether that's a legitimate time or not. Okay, uh, just finish up the daf. Hahuda Amr lehu dikla labas. Is that what we're up to? Hahuda Amr dikla labas. So there was a guy who, before he passed away, he said, "I want, I want to give uh, uh, specifically a palm tree to my daughter." Meaning everything goes to the sons, but I want a palm tree to go to my daughter. Now, he didn't specify which palm tree. So what happened was the, the boys split up the, the properties and no one gave the daughter to the, uh, no one gave a palm tree to the daughter. So So the question is, what do you do? So Savar of Yosef Lameimar, Hainu Masizan. Yosef thought, as Mamisha Kesar Mishal, what does it mean? Look at Rashi. Hainu Masizan. Right, according to the Rabbana, right? Every time the guy goes, he wants a path. He goes to field A, the guy says, get, get away. He goes to field B, he says, get away. And they just push him away. So, the, so Rabbi Yosef thought, it's the same thing with the daughter. The daughter goes to brother one and says, can I have a palm tree? Get out of here. Brother two, brother three, and in a circle. So he thought that that's the shot. So the Gemara says, no, Rav Yosef, you can't compare Over there, each person can push away because you don't know who owned it. Over here, it was all owned by one father, and that is the inheritance. They, they, they never got that, that palm tree. The way Rashi describes it, each one can legitimately say, I don't know why you're talking to me. I never had your path. I never was involved with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Over here, a brother can't do that. Because it's not like it was his always. He got it from his father. And his father never gave him that palm tree. Rashi says, All of this field belonged to the father when he died. And he, res- he made sure that all kids are responsible to make sure the daughter has a palm tree. So you can't push him away. Because when you push him away, it's like, oh, you have no shaykhs to me. No, no shaykhs. It, it, it belonged to her the whole time. The inheritance was contingent on her getting one. And therefore, what's the halacha? The answer is they either have to give her a palm tree or the entire inheritance is redone, it's, it's void, and they redo it, giving her a palm tree first. Those are two choices. Now we'll end with this. The Gemara says, A certain man said to his, uh, his kids, I want to give a palm tree to my daughter. Now the problem was, he, in addition to whole palm trees, he also left two half palm trees on the property. So the question is, now, they obviously wanted to give the two half ones to the daughter because it's not as valuable as a whole one. So the question is, is that a fulfillment of the tzavah? Is two halves equal to one whole? And it's not just like in halacha where the two halves is equal to one whole. In, in practicality, do people describe two halves as one whole? That was the question. So people refer to two halves as one whole, and therefore they're entitled to give her two half of a palm tree and fulfill the Yerusha that way. Alright, we'll stop here, pick it up tomorrow. So, um,